Hello everyone, this is Kidlit TV's Katja Shifchuk welcoming you to the Kidlit TV podcast. On this podcast series, you'll hear fun and enlightening conversations with stars in the Kidlit world. Storymakers Rocco Steno, contributing editor at the School Library Journal, contributor to the Huffington Post, and director of Empire Center for the Book is your host. In this episode, Rocco chats with the one, the only, Tara Lazar about her book, Monstor. As we all know in the Kidlit world, Tara Lazar is always so busy. Especially with Picture Book Idea Month coming up, she never gets time to relax. So in honor of Tara, we're going to kick back and relax while you jump into the Kidlet adventures only found on Kidlet TV. Hi, welcome to Storymakers. I'm Rocco Steno, and with me today is debut author Tara Lazar and her first book, The Monster. I'm an avid shopper, and I know it's about a store. Yes. What type of store? Well, you know, it's a store where you buy monsters. And you can buy any kind of monster you want. They all have little talents, they do tricky things. You've got a monster that sits under your table and eats all the dinner you don't want to eat. And you've got one that glows in the dark so you can keep him in your bed at night and read a story after lights out. So you can really buy any kind of monster you want. And Zach here goes to buy a monster to scare away his pesky little sister but things don't quite work according to plan. We all grow up being exposed to various types of monsters. Do you have a particular monster that you uh, either were very afraid of or really enjoyed? Well, okay, Poltergeist. That was my favorite movie when I was a young teenager. And remember that clown that sits on Robbie's chair and then he, he's under the bed and he like wraps his arm around Robbie and, and oh, that, that was very scary to me. And I had one of those clowns on my chair in my bedroom. And I used to take him and put him in my closet so he would be far away. And then in the middle of the night, my mom would come in my room and notice that my clown wasn't on the chair and she would put him back. Now that was very frightening when I woke up in the morning. So yeah, that was, you know, it was not my inspiration, but I was very scared. So you must have a favorite monster in uh, your own book. So oh, yeah, which one I is do. That? Oh, it's, it's not one I actually wrote into the story because there's three monsters in the story that I name. It's, it's Manfred, Mookie, and Mojo with the crazy arms. Mm-hmm. But James drew this fabulous little guy up here. I don't know if you can right see there? him. Yeah, this little guy up here. So this is like a ghost monster. Or James was your ghost uh, writer, sort of. (laughs) Yeah, he was. So we're talking about James. Who's James? James Burks is the illustrator. So he had to draw many monsters, and he would give them names so he could kind of imbue them with more personality. And he named this little guy Peepers, which I love. And actually, Peepers is my favorite because what James did is he hid Peepers on 16 pages of the book. So there's a little Where's Waldo thing going Ah. on. The kids have to kind of look through the book and see if they can spot Peepers. And it's hard to spot them because there's also a lot of eyeballs all over the place. Uh, And these are not Peepers. I see. They're just various eyeballs. Is this Peepers? No, this is Kiki. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this is Kiki, the balloon monster. She's in the party scene. Ah, so I see. Another, another <laughs> scene in With the With the book. eyes. So you must have a favorite uh, illustration. Which one is it? Yes. Show the us. My favorite illustration is with Peepers, because I think it's hilarious what James did here. He put Peepers in a very, very special place. Ah. He's on Zach's butt. 
Oh my. <laughs> the kids go crazy when I tell them that. They're like, ah, it's butt. <laughs> they love it. You've included a few uh, things in your story that parents will enjoy. Give us an example. Well, I always, when I'm writing, I keep the parents in mind because the parents are always reading these books to their kids. And, you know, the kid may want to hear the book over and over and over again, but you know, the parent may necessarily not want to and may hide it somewhere so they don't have to read it again. So I always try to include like a few jokes or um, things maybe only the parents would understand because when we are watching Bugs Bunny when we're kids, there are lots of jokes that go like the roadrunner right over mm -hmm. our head. Um, and so sometimes I like to put those in. I either do puns or um, I just do things that the parents understand. Like in this book, there's no returns or exchanges. You know, maybe a kid doesn't hear that a lot, but the parents certainly, if they're shopping, hear that a lot and they can kind of understand the frustration of that. So there's all little hidden things in there and little puns and jokes that maybe only parents would understand. And you're a parent and yes. you have two children and you must have read picture books to them when they were that age. So what were some of the books you enjoyed reading to them? Oh, one of my favorite picture books is That Rabbit Belongs to Emily Brown by Cressida Cowell. And she writes the um, How to Train Your Dragon series. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's a perfect picture book for so many reasons. Um, she has a main character, Emily Brown, whose best friend is her stuffed rabbit. And I could really relate to that because when I was a child, I loved my stuffed animals. I thought they were real people. And so that this Emily has her uh, stuffed rabbit, Stanley, and they're best friends, and they go on all these adventures. So there's a lot of imagination at play. And the way that Neil Layton illustrated it, they're in the spacesuits and they're, they're romping through space or they're driving bikes through the Sahara Desert. Um, he illustrates that so well. It's really real to Emily and Stanley. And then there's a nasty Queen Gloriana who mm -hmm. comes to steal Stanley. And you really learn about friendship and love and what makes a toy real to a child. So it's kind of like the Velveteen Rabbit in a way right. too. But I think all around that's just a perfect picture book. Uh, you mentioned uh, puns and I hear you have a punny book coming out uh, next year. What's the title of that? Well, you know that joke, why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. That's the title of the book, seven, eight, nine. Terrific. And there's a lot of punny humor in it, but if you ask my daughters, they're like, mommy, that joke is so cheesy. But um, there's a lot of punny jokes in it. And uh, like six is scared because seven, eight, nine, of course. And he goes to a private I, and it's the letter I because this takes place in a city where there's only numbers and letters. And Six goes to the private eye and says, I'm afraid my days are numbered. Oh. Oh, so there's a lot of punny humor. It's just one pun right after another, right after and, another. And uh, that is coming out when? Uh, 2015? Uh, 2016, Oh, maybe? 2016. Yeah. Oh, but you have some other books coming out in uh, 2015. Yeah, I have two books coming out in 2015. And they are? I have, I thought this was a bear book. Mm -hmm. And it's not. Um, and the publisher is? And that's also Aladdin, Simon & Schuster. And right. then I have one with Random House called Little Red Gliding Hood. Mm -hmm. And she's a figure skater. You were a figure skater. And I understand that you had to give it up 
because you were diagnosed with uh, MS. That must have been very difficult. You know, I used to love to skate. I skated from the time I was about five years old. Um, and I skated as an adult and I competed. And when I got MS, um, I could barely walk. <laughs> it was funny because I had better balance than maybe 99% of the people out there because I'm on this little thin, tiny blade right. with my leg over my head and spinning and jumping. But um, then I got MS and then I had better balance than nobody. I mean, if I close my eyes, whoo, I'll fall right over. So, um, yeah, it was difficult to give it up, but I, I like to think that maybe I was able to relive it a little bit mm -hmm. by writing about it. Have you ever considered, you know, uh, drawing on your own personal experience uh, for a, uh, uh, a picture book that discusses serious topics like MS? Um, yeah, that's really hard. I am so much about fun in books. I'm so much about, I want a child who picks up my book, or really any book, to have such enjoyment reading that book and, and to feel like it's so much fun to read that we're going to instill a lifelong love of reading. So I don't really like to get into heavy topics. Okay, but everyone draws from different places for their ideas for picture books. And, right. <laughs> and you're helping people do that, aren't I you? I am, I am. It's how, Picture oh, Book Idea Month. It is. <laughs> November is Picture Book Idea Month. Right. Really, yes. And what is Picture Book Idea Month. I know. Um, it, Picture Book Idea Month. Sometimes called? Pibo Idmo or Pibo Idmo or really however so, you want to say like it. Sounds like a neighborhood in New York City, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're in Tribeca today. <laughs> right. It's like Tribeca. Um, it is Picture Book Idea Month. It is 30 days of inspiration. I get, I round up a whole bunch of authors and illustrators to talk about sources of inspiration, what they do, maybe how a particular project came about for them, and they guest blog on my blog, and they help all the participants um, come up with an idea a day, a concept for a book a day. You don't have to write a book. Um, you, you don't have to do anything other than put down on a piece of paper, purple polka dotted pony, boom, there's your idea for the day. And you do that for 30 days and hopefully, they say it takes 30 days to create a habit. Mm -hmm. So hopefully then that idea generation, your, your senses get more tuned to it and you'll do it year round instead of just in November. How many years uh, has uh Picture Book Idea Month been around? Oh, this is the sixth annual. Sixth annual. Yes. So after six years, has uh, anyone taken that idea and a book actually come to be? Yes, yes, it's so wonderful. Um, about a dozen of people's ideas, at least a dozen that I know about, um, have become books. Um, Corey Rosen Schwartz, who's a very good friend of mine, she wrote The Three Ninja Pigs and Ninja Red Riding Hood. She's had three ideas from Picture Book Idea Month become manuscripts and become books. Um, and then people have won the Barbara Carlin grant from the SCBWI with the manuscripts they wrote from Peebo Idmo Ideas. So it's, it's been wonderful. I know Tammy Sauer has had books um, accepted from Peeboidmo Ideas. It's all about creating great literature for children, and I'm, I'm so happy to be part of that. Well, that's great. I'm sure many people will be participating in that this month, so that'll be terrific. Yes. Has anyone gone and taken an idea and 
kind of absconded with it and created a book? No, because I tell everybody, oh, I'm going to sing. Are you ready? For your eyes only, only for you. Oh, God, that was so bad. Anyway. <laughs> no comment. Um, that's Gina anyway. Easton, and, and I tell people, don't give away your ideas. Don't put them online on your blog. Don't tell other people what they are. Don't send them to me. People think they have to send them to me. No, no, no. Your ideas are for your eyes only. And I wish I could redo that song because that, that was so that, bad. That, that's okay. <laughs> and uh, we, that's why we have editors. But anyway. The, um, auto-tune that? Can you auto-tune that? We'll try. But uh, here we are in Tribeca and Jersey's right across the river. And I understand you're a Jersey girl. I am. We don't pump gas. So, growing up in New Jersey, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we have the Jersey Shore. Was that oh, your life? Oh, oh, no, no, no. That's not really life. No, uh -huh. no, no, no. Um, <laughs> growing up in Jersey, I was very much a, a bookish girl. Really? I, I love children's books. Um, I remember my librarian at my school, my elementary school, Mrs. Seamus. What elementary school was that? This is Mount Pleasant Elementary School in West Orange, New Jersey. And right. Mrs. Seamus was our school librarian. And I remember seeing the book, She Was Nice to Mice. And it was by Elizabeth Sheedy, who's mm -hmm. otherwise known as Allie Sheedy, the actress. She wrote that book and published it when she was 13 years old. Really? And my, t my elementary school librarian showed me that book and told me she was only 13. And I thought to myself at that moment, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. Except my first book didn't come out till I was 40. Uh. <laughs> so it took a little while longer than Ali Sheedy, but <laughs> that really inspired me. You're 40 and you don't have crow's feet. How I do you do I don't have it? crow's feet because when I smile, my eyes crinkle here and not here. <laughs> Before I get hate mail. <laughs> she told me to ask that I told, question. I told him that. <laughs> so uh, this book is by Aladdin of Simon & Schuster. And I see it says, meet the author and illustrator and get activities at kidssimonandschuster.com. So what type of activities, if a parent would go there, what type of activities would they find? Well, I know there's a word search and there's a um, follow the dots. And then if you go to my website, I also have activities there. I have a draw the monster you want to buy at the Mon store. Very popular. Every time I go to a book fair, I hand these out. And kids love drawing their own monster. And they get to have their own special talents. Like, what special talents does your monster have? And this one girl, my favorite ever was he shoots cupcakes from his feet. Oh, okay. Which was uh, I, brilliant. I want one of those monsters. Yes, right. Well, thanks for joining us uh, uh, today. Yes. Uh, come back soon. I will. Until next time, remember, give a kid a book in any format. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Want to see the video for this episode? Then be sure to visit www.kidlit.tv, winner of the Parents' Choice Gold Award. See you guys next week.